Okay, with Jamie Robinson, director of B&E, a film from Canada, play the Thrill, Thriller Suspense uh, Film Festival. It's really about B&E, I guess it's about a break-in, it's about sibling mm-hmm. rivalry, it's about conflicts. Uh, Jamie, uh, who wrote the screenplay? Uh, Denzel Neulander was the screenplay. And when did you first, when did you first read it? Um, I read it in May of, uh, April, sorry, of 2020, uh, sorry, 2022. Um, yeah, we all started kind of working on these projects uh, at the beginning of April, or sorry, at the beginning of 2022. Um, and yeah, Denzel had kind of been putting this together for a while. It actually had a couple of different uh, iterations, uh, genre-wise. It, it kind of was all over the place as he was working on it. Uh, but then once his got approved to work on, his kind of fell into like this pool of, of a number of scripts. And, and his was, yeah, one of the first I looked at and yeah, very good. And then when you you did a documentary, right? We showed a documentary of yours in the past. I did, yeah. He and I uh, have worked on that beforehand, so that was kind of how I um, knew to look at his script first. Um, he was my producer on the on the pod. I'm sorry, on the documentary uh, the year before, which was called Movie Theaters Light and Sound, and it was about uh, oh, you did independent that movie one? theaters, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that was that was actually a really cool film. That was a couple years back, I think. Yeah, 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 a- yeah, a couple summers ago. Thank you. Yeah, so then that was the that was the people don't know that was the one that you were showing kind of like during COVID, like how we need the movie theaters back and. Yeah, exactly. Movie theaters coming back, um, you know, the need for them around, and in in, in particular, independent theaters and, and their ability to kind of show an array of of content and things like that. Um, you know, back, you know, 30, 40 years ago, we had hundreds of independent theaters here in Toronto, and now it's around six. So there's a lot of issues with like, you know. And to um, be honest with you, even the ones that you, that you're describing, they're owned by corporations. So they're not really, if you're really. No, no, but they, really they have the ability to, to show different fare, right? Like you have, a lot of them have difficulty transitioning between, you know, film and digital and, and, and you know, modifying their location to be able to serve the new format. Um, so that had a big thing to do with it. But yeah, a lot of them are now kind of owned by by parent companies and things like that. But the real problem is just the fact that, you know, Cineplex owns so many screens here in Canada, 75% or something like that. They're able to strong arm a lot of in- independent distributors from showing new movies. And a because- lot of these... And a lot of these independent movies are now they go to the they go straight to the streaming services as well. So before they would get they would get a couple. Yeah, of- yeah. There, there's a movie theater right down the street from me called Kingsway. Yeah. That gets new movies, but doesn't get new movies until you know months after they're out when they're already on streaming for free. And you know you can't imagine that they get that much. It's more about the experience and the what they offer as opposed to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. like, well, we do. We do our th- cinema. We do our uh, Carlton. Carlton is a second mm-hmm. second screener cinema. So whatever, like the one on Bay Street and the other one, whatever they don't want, they basically get they get the they get like the hand me downs and then mm-hmm. and then and then basically, but then after those those movies, like say Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever gets or Barbie gets finished that run, mm-hmm. they can get they'll get it like two months later. But now, like yeah. you said, like Mario Super Mario Brothers came out like literally like seven weeks after it played at the theater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's it's making it hard for places like that to stay open. Yeah, 
things like that. You know? There's still a need for it. But so yeah, that sort of just to jump on that film because it was like really cool the way you shot it. And it was like, and I had an emotional attachment to it too, because I mm-hmm. I lived in Toronto and basically I so and I the one the one on College Street, the one on Blur the Blur Cinema that you're shooting. Like so I remember having an emotional I thought it was great. I thought it was a really terrific oh. film that you made. So well thank you. Yeah, that was it was a good project. It was fun. Uh, it was good to put the face to the name. Yeah. So okay, so talk about so B and E. So B and E. So now you're moving into kind of narrative film. This is kind of a genre, yeah. film, right? Definitely, yes. Um, yeah, no. This was a this was a much bigger project than um, movie theaters, light and sound. Uh, this was our kind of our third year projects. So we've kind of been slowly building up to this. The Humber Film and Television Production Program is a three year program. So this was kind of the big thing. Um, we had kind of our largest crews possible for these productions. Um, and yeah, no, it was a, it was a daunting experience, honestly, from the beginning. Um, you know, we had a crew of probably 25 to 30, you know, spearheading that. This was also the first time I personally worked with actors. So navigating that, <laughs> that realm was, was interesting, um, but, but nerve wracking. Um, and yeah, no, it was a three-day shoot. Um, really, again, just eye-opening experience, I think. And uh, yeah, no, it was definitely a big kind of next step, I think, um, as compared to the documentaries, where we only had like three or four people. So then, so you worked, uh, you like you said, it was uh, Humber College. Are you graduated from Humber? Yeah, this was my last year at Humber. So this was the capstone project. And we had um, what were called portfolio projects, which yeah. were um done on like a sound stage and and we're you know utilizing um virtual backgrounds and things like that so there's two very different kinds of projects kind of all mashed together in the last year you have to pitch this to uh like like uh, not everybody at humber gets to direct a film correct no yeah so this was one of eight that got made uh, of the capstones and we did have to pitch we pitched around may of 2022 so after um, after we had basically all of our classes, um, our writing classes, every single one of us had to write a script. And then we put those scripts forward with our own, in our own class to kind of vote to go on to the next round. Yeah. And those scripts were then um, were then kind of selected by the various people who wanted to direct or whatever and pitched. And so then they would, would pick from, from that sort of smaller group. So I didn't personally have my own script selected so that meant that i was just immediately out looking for other ones i obviously went with denzel's and then he um myself and our producer kieran uh kieran stanley we we pitched for a panel of i want to say three or four judges and they ended up selecting the capstones and the so did, did, did denzel pick you to direct his script like how did it work yeah, it was it was kind of a mutual thing. He actually ended up directing uh, another script that got chosen, a uh, TV pilot called Scoops. And so he already knew that he wasn't going to be as involved with his script going forward. And I kind of knew that that meant that I might have a little bit more kind of leeway if I wanted to make modifications and things like that. So it was actually a, a really great scenario. And he knew, obviously, we knew each other from working um, on that project previously, but as well just from various directing classes. Um, and things like that, you know, we knew sounds, each other pretty like, well. It sounds so. like Denzel won the day. <laughs> Denzel had a good year. Denzel yeah. had a great year at Humber for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, we got it picked and, and 
and yeah, working with him throughout that summer leading up to it was was really interesting as well. All right, so tell me, okay, let's break down the script a little bit. Uh, I just want to, the, the film, I should say, because the opening mm-hmm. scene is it's a long kind of car scene of people. Mm-hmm. Like, is that like the, I was curious how it was filmed because really well done, nice sound design. Is it, was it the poor man's process that you guys, how you guys shot that or? Yeah, guys, I mean, we had. Did you guys stage it in the studio? Where did you guys shoot that? No, no, no. We had a van. Uh, that van is Kieran Stanley's van. Um, the we, there's pictures of me and uh, uh, our DOP, uh, Milan Jokic, just in the back of the van, sitting camera on Milan's lap, filming. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted that handheld feel a little bit in that back seat, kind of make well, us feel so, like it's we're there. Exchange so. uncomfortable, but yeah, I wanted to, I, the whole point of of or what I was going for filming wise was just the idea of kind of being that extra person in the room, kind of sitting there being on this ride, but not really being able to do anything to stop it. So just having that little bit of handheld feel in the back there, I think, gives you that almost sense of of, of being there and being in that perspective. So, um, but yeah, no, when we were in the car, it was it was yeah pretty pretty gorilla just sitting back there leaning back hopefully the 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 i actually ended up having to like stand in the trunk because of how tight uh it all was but yeah no, and so everybody like your, your dp everybody's who works everybody's at humber college right uh was on yeah the whole crew was was humber the the actors were, we got through um mandy but yeah, yeah everything else was humber was he, was Andrew Stevenson your your mentor? Andrew Stevenson, yeah, he taught us in, in, in first semester. He actually ended up leaving halfway through the year, um, but yeah, he was our teacher. No, well, he had a he had a project that he was working on, so he'll be he'll be back. But he, yeah. our second semester, uh, we we had a different teacher for for directing. But yeah, he he taught us. I want to say mainly just this third year kind of at the beginning there but yeah he was the one who kind of executive produced this project in the the pre-production and production stage post-production was was matthew kennedy but so i'll tell you how old i am basically andrew stevenson taught at brock university oh really in the 90s so that's yeah. how, that's where i met him and uh he also taught at niagara college as well but so he invited me to come to humber like during covid like you guys were all kind of like Half yeah. people weren't even showing up, but then everybody's wearing masks, you know, that, that era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, he, so basically I think I met him in like 96, 97. And so it was wow. like 25 years later, I, I, he invited me. So I, I met with him and I, I saw your guys' projects and stuff like that. I didn't meet you personally. He hasn't mm-hmm. changed a bit. He's the same. He looked exactly the same. Like he, he saw the blonde hair. He still had to like, it was like, yeah, he was like a, he's like in his, like, I think he's almost in his sixties now. Right. No, he's a bit of an ageless wonder in that way. Where, yeah, I, I've seen pictures of him in in years past because yeah. we do a lot of documenting at, at Humber, and uh, yeah, no, he's he does not age. He's like Paul Rudd, but Paul Rudd, yeah, <laughs> Paul, Paul Rudd for uh, for Canadian uh, film school teachers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's I thought I thought your program was interesting. I thought that uh, it was a little bit. I thought it was a little bit, from my subjective opinion, it was a little bit over overcrowded a little bit but uh because mm. when you just do you mean like projects wise or do you mean yeah like it's like you don't body. need many, that many people right like like you don't like sometimes it's like for someone who's made a lot of films like sometimes less is more less crew is more because you're you have like yeah. you can there's more of an exchange you have your dp you have your his keys 
You know what I mean? Like you have your sound person. Yeah. That's all you really need, right? Like for certain. Yeah. Problems. I mean, for us with COVID, honestly, we probably could have used more people. Like I think <laughs> with COVID, people were slowly dropping out along the way. So this last That's year, awesome. when we were making these projects specifically, like we, there are a lot of people that were really feeling it. We had essentially four straight weeks of filming and a lot of people because they were interested in more pre-production as opposed to post-production roles yeah. were on almost all of those sets every week you know working 12 hour days and stuff like that so um this year honestly we probably could, could have used a little bit more yeah. um, but that being said yeah i mean it, 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 having a smaller crew um and having that kind of chain of communication and, and being able to kind of just have this really nice kind of intimate thing I, I can see how that would uh how that could lead to to stronger films um but yeah no i think in this case we might have honestly needed a couple and it seems like uh they're your post the people who are interested in post-production like this is a nice sound design on your film mm -hmm. uh nice edit and basically it's a really nice edit actually and so they seem those people seem to be really taking uh really taking the ball and run with this program because they a lot of them uh, they've they got screwed over this. <laughs> they, they, this sound design that we are hearing here was done over a couple of weeks, but there was the last two days before delivery were just insane. They were probably like that. That sound design was finished by a person who was awake for probably forty-eight hours straight. Well, that's um, that's that's life in the industry. That's life. I don't know, I don't know if that's yeah. getting screwed over. That's just getting no, not screwed over, but like just as, as, in comparison to, <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the other people that were working on it earlier, they, they just, they put in so much work. So um very grateful for, for what we ended up having. And yeah. it's just the amount of effort people are putting into this. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's like, I like the way you're, the way you directed the film. It's like a nice, like, it's like a lot of handheld, a lot of like uncomfortable mm -hmm. because it's an uncomfortable film. These people are doing uncomfortable criminal things right mm -hmm. and, but it's all fly on the wall it's like basically even like you said the back seats it's like you're kind of shooting them from their backs like they're not there's no point of view the point of view is from the from like an outside perspective and mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah it's really nice it's like a really nice kind of film because we don't know what we we're mostly involved in the characters but we're kind of like watching it from uh an outside perspective so it's like a nice nice job like a nice 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 Thank lighting you. nice sound design like yeah, from a technical nice. standpoint it's a really nice nice product produced film for, for a student film awesome well thank you i appreciate you saying that that's we work really hard so yeah and so tell me about the the, the actors did you guys do an audition um yeah we did actors, we, i'm assuming yeah we we had a whole audition process um definitely had a couple of different options for each of the characters but no i mean um Joseph, when he first auditioned, we we had different. We had somebody else in mind, just uh, based off of look. Obviously, you don't you know always want to just go off look, but um, he was kind. He was on our list, but when he when he did his his audition, he just kind of jumped off the screen. He's the one who plays Chris. Um, <laughs> his his charisma was was just very apparent from from the beginning, and his ability to kind of go between um the kind of two extremes that we we knew chris had right the kind of the brotherly kind of affectionate and then the, the rage that we see at the end um nicholas um, was actually somebody that i kind of recruited onto the project he worked on a project previously at humber called cannibal dad um which is something that i actually was the picture editor for so i'd seen a lot of him 
Um, and so I kind of knew how he worked already. I, I had an idea of, of um, what he could bring just in terms of a screen presence. So he, he was easy to grab. And then uh, Darcy, uh, it was a little bit of a longer process for the, uh, uh, for the uh, judge character. Um, but when we got him, obviously he's, he's got uh, quite a look to him as well. And uh, uh, again, just the ability to kind of really commit to that, that one scene. Um, yeah, no, I was really happy with, with the, the cast that we had. And again, they made it very comfortable for me. Um, just again, being this first time director, not really having the experience of working with, with people in this capacity. And, but it was a really, um, on set was a really great, great experience. There was a lot of kind of give and take and a lot of openness that um, I hadn't really felt elsewhere before. So it was just, it was a really um, awesome experience working with those guys. They were all really great. So I want to reference to your blog interview because you said the biggest obstacle was yourself. And it's very, it's a very mm-hmm. candid, uh message or like um, answer to the question, because I think a lot of people yeah. who make films doesn't matter if they're, they're like seasoned or whatever is like, they're, mm-hmm. they're all kind of like, has the, the they have the phony syndrome where like they like mm-hmm. they're they they should I be here and mm-hmm. it's like it's like I'm because like a lot of it's on the director right like we all know that yeah. and uh and basically you're like it's like yeah you have to deal with your confidence and you because people are looking up looking t- to you to kind of like lead them right so mm-hmm. and uh so yeah it's very candid like it's like I, I think what you're saying is is a very universal feeling I think then I think that that it will your your confidence will grow because you'll be more comfortable yeah. the more you make films. But that insecurity will always kind of like I think that's what makes you stronger. Makes you make it's like you're not you're not there's your ego's in check. That's it's checking. Yeah. Ego, right. So yeah, definitely. It um this 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 line of work this ser- this this industry has the ability to really get you to second guess yourself and really um you know there's there are many highs but there are a lot of lows associated with it as well just you know again being having it be this this kind of first big time experience um you know wanting to prove to myself that i could do it right like we're we're about to graduate we're about to be part of the industry and and, and be trying to kind of forge our own careers so you know i felt a lot of pressure going into this to to, to prove that um i had the ability but but you know um, there's just, yeah, that feeling of, of, of wondering whether or not you're ready. Um, and I think that, that, you know, you, you can't, you don't know until you do it. Right. So there's nothing you can do in prep. You can, you can be as prepared as humanly possible, but you've still not never done it. Right. So it's just like, you have to, you have to get this experience under your belt. I, I we had a, those projects in second semester, which I ended up directing one as well. And the the disparity between going into this one and going into that one is, is like night and day. I felt so much more confident going into this second one, having done B and E and having this whole thing kind of under my belt. So yeah, I think that I think that you obviously you're right, you grow with confidence um as you kind of progress through this. But I think some of that nervous energy worked its way into the movie too, which which I think uh, ended up being to its benefit so i'm i'm yeah. glad it was a very uh very affirmative experience i i i remember telling the story to my my dop the first day on set i was walking to the subway station and i was listening to music 
And there's a song um, that came on that was uh, from Goodfellas. It was the Then He Kissed Me um, song, and it, which plays during that kind of famous one during the throughout the Cope of the Banner. Um, yeah, yeah, that love that song, but the just having it come on that morning and what it kind of means to me. I'm, I'm a huge, huge Martin Scorsese fan. I, I, and I just before you were born, right? That movie. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, Goodfellas was was yeah. Um, but I got very emotional for that, and and it was it felt very overwhelming at the time. But when we when we wrapped, um, my Milan ended up um, playing that song again, like as we as we finished. You know, it was a it was a very moving moment for me. And again, I just I think that this. This whole experience was something that uh, I'd been kind of dreaming of. So I was, it, it, I felt a lot of it. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was good though. It was fantastic. And what did you think about the audience? Uh, we sent you the audience the feedback. What did you think about what they had to say about your film? I mean, I, again, I'd, I'd been able to sit through something like this before with with movie theaters, light and sound, but. Yeah. Um, yeah it's 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 again it's just it's always a great kind of marker to have your work played in front of an audience and, and see how they're interpreting it see how they're you know i find that i was so involved with the edit that you know it almost doesn't feel like a movie in a way for me just because i've seen it so many times and i know what's going on so being able to have other people lay fresh eyes on it you know tell me how it makes them feel it it, it helps you know, teach me um, how I'm communicating, but as well, just again, having, having an experience like that is, is, is another part of that kind of dream come true uh, scenario that I'm sort of living out now where, um, yeah, just having an audience and having other people see my work and, and, and speak positively of it. And, uh, of course, getting the, the, this award and everything like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's a great experience and, and, I'm very grateful for for everything you guys have been able to provide for, for this film. And you can so now you're grad you've graduated, right? Yeah, yeah. I've officially, uh, I'll I'll be walking up the stairs. I think in November. I had a couple of more things to complete credit wise, but yeah, officially <laughs> done. Um, so you, haven't, you haven't totally graduated yet, but you're almost there. Yeah, almost guess, there, almost there. Like the yeah. like the, what do you call it the electro classes I guess you have to finish up yeah yeah I got I got one one left but other than that I'm I'm pretty much done so it's it's exciting it's a new experience you know entering the world of adults and all that um, but yeah I'm excited awesome so and basically yeah so you're on your way and like just keep making mm -hmm. films just keep grinding it out and like like I said yeah. you're you know how to direct and so basically kind of find those projects that that work within the budget and work within the system mm -hmm. and basically and then yeah you're on your way yeah well hopefully I'm, I'm i'm working on it so um yeah we've got the 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 sacrifice which is our um virtual production that we put together second semester that's supposed to hit um film festivals in october or so um and then yeah i'll be got a script i'm working on now so hopefully i can just keep going with it all right. Well, keep in touch. I'd love to see what you do next. And uh, let's talk when you make your yeah. next film. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you for putting us together. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hasenbemp, and Cork.